This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. time to get geeky get awesome it is the awesome cast i'm mike sorgat sorgatron on twitter fresh off of a COVID sabbatical apparently so and it's good to get the crew back in here and a rescheduled guest it's like we never left except for the time uh but first with us he's from big bank as big bank international esquire he's a gacha guru over there in his ivory tower downtown uh, and he finally has a train to get there i saw uh john chichilla with us how are you? I'm not even. I I'm not even downtown today. I'm just. I'm just at 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 the big D. The big D, Dormont, PA. But there's a train now. I was <laughs> there so is happy. a train, and I got to ride it once. <gasps> and the funny part is, I didn't realize the first. So I went in twice last week, and the first day I didn't realize. <clears throat> excuse me, until I was on the other train, and I was scrolling Twitter, and I saw an announcement that hey. The red line's back up and running, but for those of you who didn't realize, they were they still ran the uh, the transit or the shuttles for for an extra day for for those that that weren't in the know. Um, but no, super cool. And then I, the second day, I did ride it. Um, it's a different it's a different experience getting back to the the norm of the red line. But Isn't it? I, I Isn't rather it? enjoyed it. I'm just happy seeing it go by. I'm just I'm just happy living. This is the reason I have a studio here with a big window that we have closed because it's very sunny out. But we'll open it up later. Uh, we have to rest for in. But just just I just I want to live in a place with a streetcar in Pittsburgh, and that's always been the coolest thing to me. And even like hearing it in the distance when I'm sitting on my back porch three blocks away, and and I'm just it just feels like beach view again. And I'm so ecstatic. And it's like perfect timing with the summer and everything when you want to be outside and you could hear it. So, um, sorry, just I'm geeking over. That's my awesome thing. I'm, I'm geeked out because the train's back, guys. Uh, <laughs> also with us, and uh, it, we're in between trips here. Um, let's say we didn't get to talk to her after her visit to Texas. She did not, to my awareness, come back with a cowgirl hat or boots. Uh, so, not yet. Uh, not yet, not yet. The Dutters, Katie Dudas, is with us. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I've been so funny. I kind of changed my camera angle. I do. I also have an awesome thing for next week that I'm going to be trying. It's this little guy here, but I'll talk about him next week um, after I put him to use down in, um, oh gosh, or up in Rochester this weekend. That's right. And, and, and actually, so you'll be with me. Uh, we will be in Ann Arbor. Uh, remember, we do this about once a year now. Um, <laughs> we, we will be live from a hotel room in Ann Arbor. Uh, Michigan uh, uh, for auto drive this year. Uh, so it'll be good to have a buddy with me. So for this one, 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 <laughs> last, one last person in case the Skype, the zoom doesn't work in the hotel Wi-Fi. So, um, so I'm not figuring out what hardware I need to bring this year uh, with it because everything else is kind of low key what we're doing uh, in the meantime. So 
But anyways, and we have with us a very special guest. Um, oh, Ronnie's here too, but he's just kind of hanging out back at the table. Uh, <laughs> so Ronnie Starks is hanging out for the Ray Up show. He loves coming early and listening to the techie things. Uh, but we do have with us in the studio, supposed to be with us last week, but of course I wanted to make sure everybody was safe. Uh, Daisha M. Arnold, a mom, author, superwoman. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Um, I'm new to Pittsburgh, but I'm totally in love with the area. By way from Denver. Yes. As well. So um, that's awesome. No, yeah, yeah, I got your bio and, and, and you know, it, it sounds like you're working on some really cool projects, really cool. Uh, and uh, we haven't had an author on for a while. And you're going to be at Three Rivers uh, Comic Con this weekend as well down at the convention center. Yes, so. this weekend will be my first time at the convention center and my first Pittsburgh convention period. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for coming and hanging out with us here in the studio in Beachview. Um, and uh, we're going to get to know you here a little bit later in the podcast. And uh, I'm hoping everybody uh, visits you at the table, buys a book, uh, uh, follows uh, you have a podcast as well and everything too. So, uh, so we'll get into it. But in the meantime, everybody, if you are new to the show please go check out everything at awesomecast.com uh please subscribe to us uh on your favorite podcast uh, uh we're doing so well i had to get a notice from our host that we're doing too well and we need to talk about our hosting situation so keep downloading guys thank you um email us at awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com tweet us at awesomecast and of course we're on the awesomecast facebook page uh and uh we also have a great conversation having and, and sharing articles throughout the week on the awesomecast uh, facebook group on the discord which is linked over at awesome Awesomecast.com over on the Reddit page, uh, our group for uh, res, uh, wrong show, Awesomecast. And of course, you can subscribe, subscribe to rate us on your favorite podcast app. And we have video versions going out. And we are live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Awesomecast Facebook page, on the YouTube page, on the Twitter, as well as the Sorgatron Media Twitch. And we do have chat rooms up. I'm going to pull this one up so I'm not a liar. Uh, we do have all the chat rooms up for all the places we are streaming. So if you want to participate uh, with us or hang out with my mom in the chat room on Facebook, um, we have all those available to you. However you like to do that, cast it to your television, uh, whatever is the easiest for you to check out the video. And also thanks to our audio partner, our friends at postindustrial.com, helping to share the awesomeness. And, uh, and, and I've had a lot of fun. Um, I've been uh, 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 I've been the the relief pit, the relief editor every once in a while for them, and uh, and uh, they've been having some great. Uh, so shout out to uh, Hunger Girl Big City over there as well. Uh, it's all your business podcast. Uh, been some great topics going on over there that I've been uh, privy to in the editing bay lately. So um, and uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters at Patreon.com/slash/AwesomeCast. You guys, especially now since we had to upgrade the servers, helping keeping those running. Our friends at the executive producer level, Brian Crawford. Uh, the Coffee Club level, Matt Weller, John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky, Scott McTaggart, and Mike Pound, and our friends at the fans of the show level, our longest-running Patreon supporter, Michael Fedor, as well as Professor Buzzkill and Dave Podner. You guys can support the show, too. We drop some uh, extra-exclusive content there every once in a while, too, uh, sometimes before and after the show, at patreon.com slash awesomecast. So let's get into our awesome things of the week um first of all let's do 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 okay uh, wait 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 is this is this the thing that we talked about that you have linked here chilla uh, which chilla? thing sorry so there's the camera thing is the quick recap okay so quick talk. recap since we're literally seeing it i wish i had the camera on it so we could see it in action if you're joining us on the video version here but we talked about a camera two weeks ago when we were we were together last and this is the part two right 
And you'll have to tell me if the video coming into you is as good or not as good as normal. It looks very good. It, it looks very good over Zoom. Very good. One of one of the things that it does do is automatic pan tilt. So if I move to the side, <gasps> it will follow me. The other way, it will also follow me, and then it will it will it will do its best to use. And it, it's not actually moving. It's the camera sensor that's just recropping and everything. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I did not yet get to install the software, um, so this is this pan tilt kind of thing works automatically out of the box. It's automagic in its AI. Um, one of the things that it can also do is automatic picture in picture. So if I wanted to show you this dongle, it would be able to focus in on the dongle and put me in a picture in picture. And that's something you um, need the software. Without having to have two cameras. And that's something you, you um, would need so the software in order to do, correct? That And I, I, I downloaded it and I got nervous that once the show started, if I ran the setup would it disconnect the camera and then I'd be sad. <laughs> so I decided I'll do that, do that later. Um, but then there's also for, for the people at home, um, there's two other cameras. We talked about doing like five camera reviews. This is the Opal C white. Um, it is, it claims to be a, oh, what is happening? Whoa, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Isn't that it awesome. did a super zoom in on this thing as you hold it up? Now it did a zoom out. <laughs> now it's, oh, now it's, now it's, now it's confused. Now the we're doing, that's called like, Wayne's World is, mode. You're 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 advertising other people's cameras. It's going to go into a flurry of, <laughs> of mess. It goes, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <clears throat> so the the Opal the Opal is an interesting device. It only works with Mac OS. Um, they have proprietary software, mm -hmm. and it claims to be on par with, like, um, DSLR camera equipment. Okay. Um, in fact, the aperture on it's, like, 1.8. So, and it has a 100 or a 78-degree field of view, 60 frames per second, 12 me megapixel at 4K. Um, so we'll be reviewing this one in a coming week. And then I also have the Logitech Rally Bar, another 4K automatic pan tilt zoom. <laughs> wow, it really likes to move. It's really trying to follow my head. So if you're on audio, um, he just like he, he, he went to set, sit something down next to him and, and, and put his head sideways and it zoomed in on him while I was sideways and then like pulled back out when he went up. It was, it was very, it's a very dramatic zoom, right? When it happens. It is very quick. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you can set the speed because the one thing I noticed on the rally bar that we'll, we'll show in a couple, probably in two weeks, we'll probably do the Opal next week. The rally bar, you can actually set the automatic um, pan tilt zoom speed, um, which I thought was interesting. Awesome. But you need you you need software for that, and I actually have that software set up on all my devices now because it's great, great device. But I, I love this mode. I hope it doesn't get better. I hope it is. It's, but <laughs> but once you do, when it, next time it does the super zoom to the top of your head like that, you got to do the Wayne's World like whoa kind of thing. <laughs> so. Um, uh, but also, you do have an awesome. Thanks for the update. But you do also have an awesome thing of the week, which you, you took mine. So I'm gonna have to go dig it nowhere. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I it's fine. It's fine. I didn't put it in there yet. So, um, but yeah. So, but go ahead and tell me the awesome thing of the week. So, so you may you may know more about this because this is the only article I saw on this today. But you know, after quite some time, the actually, DeLorean is 
back. I got a great follow up to this actually. Okay. So, so the DeLorean is back. Um, the DeLorean Motor Company is making an EV. It will not run on gas. It goes zero to 60 in just under three seconds for a mere $175,000. Mm. I'm so sorry. If I can borrow your lunch money, mm-hmm. um, that it would be nice to have one of these. Um, the interesting thing is it is not being built by the original DeLorean company. Um, there's a company in Texas. It's going to be be that bought the rights to the name and and the parts. Um, it will have the cool, you know, the the wing type doors that that flip up. Um, they did instead of having such a square front end, they did round the front end. Um, but the overall design is from the same studio that sketched out the original DeLorean concept. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. There the the article I read actually earlier today is the one that I posted. Um, And it said, expect more details later today. And I'll be honest with you, I checked back probably 20 minutes before the show and didn't see an update to this article or any follow-ups unless I missed it. But Mm. I thought thought it was pretty, the the price tag's a little high, but the car looks pretty cool. You know, I I watched this thing and and the first thing I had in my head, and I know this isn't the reason to do these things, but uh, my first thought was, was, um, so we're going to do it in our back to the future, right? (laughs) So (laughs) like, I want, I want a back to the future movie with this car now, Uh, you know, for just, just, let's just start there, you know, (laughs) and see where it goes from there. And and not a reboot, right? Let's, let's just continue from I don't where they know. I don't know what I would want right now. Yeah, you know, I think in the next generation or something, you know. I mean, I think we could do a Ghostbusters afterlife of this, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we found the schematics and the gigawatts and 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 new plutonium. That's crazy. We can do this now, you know, kind of thing. So, um, but anyways. But what if you made it like the multiverse where they actually found this <laughs> in one of the broken off future past yeah yeah you could do oh don't i think we're gonna i think we're gonna be sick of multiverses here in the next couple of years movies wise i think you're both wrong i really feel like it's going to be a fast and the furious <laughs> like like the, like the next fast and the furious is just gonna start going in time oh just... might as well where else <laughs> I mean, are they gonna go now they've done been to space they've done to, yeah they've been to space they've been through mines they've been to the arctic like we are running out of like they're exploring all the things that everybody else won't so, jeez. That's uh, how you go back and, and get your uh, Paul Walker hologram. Oh! <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> jeez. Uh, as a or fun- do they go to the future to get the hologram to come back? And use it? And then Paul Walker comes back, but then he turns into, like, Channing Tatum or something. <laughs> Sorry. They, like, CGI his face That's right. Channing Tatum. Sorry, I just watched Lost City with, with him and uh, Sandra Bullock last night. So, uh, <laughs> so... Um, related awesome thing, actually, Chilla, and I realized that I didn't get a chance to talk about this because of the week off, um, but I got to see in person with my own naked eyeballs, a Cybertruck at the Tesla booth. <laughs> Have you ever heard a golf cart squeal to a stop? That's what happened when we were going by the <laughs> Tesla booth because they had no cars the first day we were there. And I'm like, okay, let's go do do our thing. Let's go go out to the track and shoot some stuff. And then like both me and, and Tyler, uh, Tyler V was with me um, uh, on this one. And then we were just like, wait, is that a Cybertruck? Strange. <laughs> <laughs> and we went, like, 
pictures, took pictures of it with it and everything. It is, it just does not look real. And then I also found out a colleague of mine uh, that I used to do some work with has one on pre-order here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, um, the, it, it's just wild. It just looks, it, I know it doesn't look functional, right? It yeah. looks like, listen, I, it looks like it's straight out of RoboCop, but also it looks like the RoboCop 3D CD-ROM game I had, which was one of the first uh, 3D games where everything was flat polygons. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> that looks like well, there's other stuff there, but um, yeah, that was that was fun. Tesla always like it's funny. They had like four or five cars, uh, Tesla cars. And I'm just like, I don't care. You got a cyber truck over here. So also the amazing part of it, I didn't realize. So. Um, there were several kind of EV things. One, Ford had the F-150 uh, Lightning that we talked about here on the show. I know Dave Ponder um, talked a lot about that uh, when they were first announcing it, right? Um, I opened it up. Let me see if you can grab the picture for that one, too, while I'm at it. Um, but uh, <laughs> they, so we're talking about them, and we're looking at it over, and, you know, everybody loves to pull the hood up. And, of course, there's no there's nothing under the hood, right? Like, there's no engine, so they're going to, like, put, like, like, Tesla will put, like, snacks in there for the kids or something, right? Um Ford put a cappuccino machine in theirs, <laughs> and uh, and and then I'm talking with the the one rep there, and she's saying like, yeah, I really wanted to bring like my Nintendo Switch and just have that running in the front of this thing, um, but like they, they couldn't find like like they wouldn't want a computer monitor. Like, there's the cappuccino machine. Boom, they were just like making coffees in the morning apparently uh, for a while there. So because the whole idea of this is, uh, and actually there's a good shot there of the plugs. Like you got you got full outlet situation going on there. Um, so, but the whole idea is you're going to be able to take this to a work site and it's going to be able to run. You don't need to also bring a generator. It will just run off of the battery and it's hyperloaded to do all this kind of stuff, right? So, but there was another one, and I got to see if I have a picture of it here because I, I was I know I was getting the name wrong of it, but it was called Rivian, I think. Here it is. I've never heard of this company. Um, Riv uh, Rivian, yeah, Rivian. Um, again, electric pickup trucks. I've never seen these, never heard of them until they were here for this. And of course, all these guys are here. And this is, this is at the Formula SAE up on the Michigan International Speedway we did a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, they're all kind of recruiting engineers, right? Because <laughs> they're, you know, the, the, these are all the kids who are building the, uh, the formula cars. Uh, next month, we're going to go back and they're going to have the, uh, the electric formula cars. So there's going to be a lot of that um, kind of uh, uh, headspace happening for them to try to hire everybody. So, um, but no, it was pretty cool to see these. Never heard of these before. Um, there, there you go. Hood's open. Looks like a, a Toyota FJ Cruiser with a truck bed. Right? <laughs> it's, it's just like, what are we doing here? Um, what were the, what were the like the things that folded down from the side? Where is that something so you could step on the? Oh, you talking about you like talking cargo, about cargo? Like, like this thing? It's that. more cargo space. Because uh, there's no engine or working. Yeah, they just put it between like the bed and the and the seats in, in the cab kind of situation. It's where, where you shove your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me put you in the undercarriage, right? <laughs> so. Um, but no, again, kind of a cool thing to see, um, um, out there and, uh, oh geez, now my, my photos app crashed. Um, but yeah, uh, so, and I'll be interested to see if they have more since there will be more of a focus on the, uh, electric cars in the, in the next competition or not. Um, so we'll see. Katie, what is your awesome thing of the week? It's a mouse. It's a- <laughs> 
Keeping it simple. So you know, I just got a Mac. I look at this guy. Uh, I got a MacBook Pro, and I got one USB. And you know what? Everything I do runs mm-hmm. off of a USB. Mm-hmm. My external hard drive, uh, which I just bought a new one of those guys. I got you know my mouse, my everything I own. <laughs> everything I own. My cappuccino maker, all USB. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Ford F one fifty, obviously. Obviously, what am I missing out on here? So I broke down and I was frustrated. And then, so I went to my friend Amazon and I was like, Hey, I need a Bluetooth mouse. And, um, got suggested this guy. It's a PM six BS. Uh, I like how I grab for the mouse with my right hand as I hold the mouse in the left hand. Uh, so the, yeah, I'm going really well today. Uh, it is a Bluetooth mouse. It's rechargeable wireless. Um, it is a silent clicker, which is pretty cool. Ooh. Um, so when I click the button, you can't hear anything. The side, there's a couple side buttons. Those make a pretty loud noise but i haven't used those yet so it's okay uh but the top clickers are good it's got a little rolly guy there hold on, a second. hold on did you see the image for the noiseless kick click it's <laughs> like so you can click the mouse and not wake the baby yeah because i'm like, constantly next to babies clicking mouses yeah <laughs> just like i'm just going to go up to people's babies as they're it's... sleeping and just go <laughs> like i'm not waking the baby is, is this a known problem is this like like parents are like listen can we just quiet down the mice i keep doing like my kid when i'm doing my when i'm doing my work my, my, my work so i don't i don't know i just thought it was kind of a funny image we're all working there. from home now that is true animals. that is true yeah, yeah i got all i got animals sleeping got all kinds of things sleeping i don't want to wake them up Mm-mm. but i i'm really liking it it is a larger mouse uh which i like because that's a little bit easier for my hands because mm-hmm. the tiny mice get a little weird with my hands because I am a tall person, have big hands. Um, but I, I really like it so far. It was easy to connect. It charged relatively quickly. And I think it's on sale. So it's 1649 normally. And then it's got a coupon for an extra 15% off right now. Ooh. And it's, I, I am really liking it so far. And it's, wow. like I said, it's really comfortable in my hand and it's working out really well. So now I can, <laughs> I can offload photos with a mouse <laughs> and a hard drive connected. And then the worst part was I just bought one of the dongles that like I could hook everything into, like with the multiple USBs. Oh, that's okay. I have the, a Bluetooth mouse. No, no, no you'll you'll you'll, what, find, you'll find something to plug into that eventually. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What my, kind of <laughs> beyond my what, what kind of charge port is in the top of it? So it's just, it looks like a micro, little micro guy. Um, I have, so this was almost my awesome thing of the week, um, this label maker, uh, because mm-hmm. I've officially hit a point where I'm super annoyed with everything I'm buying, having its own particular cable. And it's just like, yeah. what is this thing? And then I'll find this later or, you know, I'll separate these two somehow and I'll be like, what in the world is this cable? So I started labeling my cables, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's just a micro USB. Thankfully. Now the question is that I can connect it to the full side USB. <laughs> now, are you throwing away the cables that you no longer have objects to? Absolutely not. They live in a box. Of course not. <laughs> Does anyone who does that? <laughs> it was a really nice box that, like, I can't throw away because it's a great box. So I might as well use it for cables. Right. That's. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had, uh, okay, here's a, here's a, here's your tip. Here's your awesome tip of the week. So for a while we were getting those little packets that you like flavor packets you put in your water to make it like, like sugar-free Kool-Aid kind of thing from like Walmart. And they had those, and they came in those like thin kind of plastic, like tube cases. Right. 
So we just kept those. And Missy labeled a bunch of them on the top. So there's like micro USBs, mini USBs, uh, USB blocks. Um, and, and this is the era we were doing this, 30 pin connectors for an iPhone or an iPad. <laughs> like, so we have, and I still, those are still in a, in a drawer here in the office. And I'm still like every once in a while going like, all right, I'm need micro USB or like I found a bunch. So I'm stuffing them in each of those so I can go back and find them when inevitably some weird thing that I want to use that I find, um, um, needs a connector. So, so like just little, find some kind of little containers that you can label and just like, you know, if you need more than that, that, that like kind of tube thing of cords, you may have a cord problem, <laughs> you know, or you can say, I want to fill this thing and throw away the rest of the cords. Right. Like, like, like this is something that have, I've had chili. You probably the same thing. I, Katie, probably you too with the, with the Mac turnover where it's just like, listen, do I own anything that needs a printer port? <laughs> <laughs> a com port, uh, 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 the 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 pinned uh, 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 keyboard. Um, no, I don't think I need uh, uh, S video cables anymore, right? Um, and then that's that's the goodwill visit. Um, so that's that's my wipe clean because I'm like I don't want to get rid of anything just in case. And it's just like, listen, I don't need anything that's not an HD camera anymore for any reason, probably. So you know, that's that's kind of. That's that's how I've tried my best not to drive my wife insane. So, anyways. So all I'm hearing is I should reuse all those mason jars that I constantly store things in. <laughs> besides what mason jars are supposed to be used for. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and if you're and if you're if if you're really old school and handy, you actually take the lid of the mason jar and you drill it to a shelf, and then you hang them so they're all. They're all hanging there, and then you can see all through the mason jars what you need. Awesome mason jar chips. So my grandfather used to do with screws. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Daisha, do you have an awesome day of the week? I do. um, As a full-time writer and business owner, I cannot get by without my full automation of my work. So I rely a lot on Dubsado. Um, it is, it, it catches leads, it pushes out invoices, it schedules my appointments, it is amazing and keeps this mom that wears all the hats, um, organized and professional (laughs) and happy, which is important. That's awesome. Yeah, because you're, 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 you're self-employed, you're, you're, you're creating on your own. I think I got the right site here for it, correct? Oh, yes. Okay, Dubsado, that's D-U-B-S-A-D-O, if you're looking that up. I want the link, of course, in the show notes. Um, so this, this looks like you're, you're, it looks like you're pulling together, like, I think you're pulling together, like, three tools that I have <laughs> in this thing, honestly. Says, there are so many um, integrations that you can just pull into this, so like a news, your newsletter, your Google calendar, your, mm-hmm. even your QuickBooks, um, your bank accounts, um, to do your invoicing, uh, your email address, um, just it all. It keeps my life together, um, keeps me organized and no one falls through the cracks. So this, this is like, it feels like it's, um, uh, Trello. I don't know if you're familiar with these Trello. I use for my, my card organization thing. FreshBooks does all the invoicing and time tracking and everything, but it looks like this kind of smushes all that together with more uh, uh, kind of creative support. Yeah, bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. And it also has contracts in there. So if I'm working off a contract um, for 
any kind of writing piece or or even coaching. Does it do? Um, do they have form letter like 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 templates and stuff for those contracts? Yes. So Fantastic. I I um, in another life was a contract administrator uh, for oh, the state okay. of Colorado. So. Um, I like to write my own contracts. Of course, but but for those that are not don't have a paralegal wife that's helping them with the business, for instance, <laughs> over here, uh, or have the background you do, right? So so, but but if you're just like going in cold, like oh god, I need a contract, and that makes my head spin. Like this is going to help you with something like it that. Does you have think templates and sub agreements. It's it's a whole package. There you go. That's awesome, Dubsado. And how long have you been on this one? Oh, whew. the year that I've lived in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is, is it also helped you find a, a, a good coffee shops in the area? I, no, it does not. I'm, I'm a coffee snob. I, I absolutely mm. brew my own coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't found anything in Pittsburgh? No La Prima? No, I can't even think of what's still around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just... If I, if I'm thirsty and I'm downtown, I won't, I'll usually stop at a, and get a tea, like a London fog. There you go. With lavender in it. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Um, I'm a flat light. I'm a flat white drinker when uh, when I'm on the road myself. But I'm happy with Starbucks. <laughs> awesome. So that's Dubsado. Uh, check out Dubsado.com if you need to get a little more organized. Um, that looks like a really. I'm, I'm going to compare it. I'm, I'm honestly going to compare it because if it if it if it can roll together like a few things that we have going mm-hmm. on and do it maybe better, um, that is definitely worthwhile for a small business thing. So awesome. Well, hey, you know what's also awesome and local? You got a little bit of local flavor here. And I saw you trying it out earlier. Our good friends at Slice on Broadway, New York City style, Yinzer made. Beachview, Carnegie, East End, and North Hills, our good friends down there. Uh, it was good to get uh, uh, back some local pizza, some some local New York City style pizza, if you will, um, and see the friends down there at Slice on Broadway right here, down the tracks. With a functioning train, I will remind you. Um, the coolest thing, I've been talking about this for a while, but the coolest thing is going down to visit our, our local, the original Slice on Broadway, and uh, and their seating's on the second floor there, and uh, just seeing the train go by as you're, as you're sitting uh, with people uh, uh, with that. I mean, we used to do the Pizza Pals there, Katie, back in the day, of course, right? Uh, and that was always a really, really cool time. And uh, a good crew there, uh, Rico and the crew, and, uh, and, and, and we never shout out there. They have a general store next door now. Uh, so, and, uh, and I understand they have some pretty good sandwiches and, um, and desserts and stuff or, uh, ice cream and stuff. So go check it out. Sliceonbroadway.com. And of course they're on Grubhub and all that kind of stuff. If you're not in the immediate delivery area, uh, Riz, I love Riz. He lives out in Monroeville and he always messaged me. He says, he says, he said he texts me the other day. He says, I haven't done this in a while. I'm like, what did you do, Riz? And he sends me a picture of his Grubhub getting some slice on Broadway uh, from the East End location all the way out to Monroeville. Um, so there you go. Um, and yet, and man, you need to, man, you need to, you need to join Grubhub Plus apparently uh, while you're at it from the looks of the screenshot. But anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for them for supporting the show over a decade of awesomeness from Slice on Broadway. Dacia M. Arnold, you are, as I said at the top of the show, author, uh, mother, I've said this backwards, I'm sorry, superwoman. I got the important <laughs> ones in there, though. Uh, so uh, you're going to be at Three Rivers Comic Con this weekend, of course, um, but you, you, you're not just a writer. You got a, you got a pretty cool background as well. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about it? Yeah, um, 
uh, at 19, I joined the U.S. Army um, after doing a year of Bible college in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I was in the Army for 10 years. I was a combat medic. I worked in Baghdad Emergency Room. They made an HBO uh, documentary series, Baghdad ER. Um, that's where I lived for 15 months during the surge. And uh, my second deployment, I ran the busiest outpatient clinic in southern Iraq. Um, after that, I got out. I started a family. We settled in uh, Colorado, where I became a science fiction writer. <laughs> That's exactly what everybody does get now the Army, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really weird writing uh, like post-apocalypse and, and dystopian because when... Um, when COVID hit, I was actually working for public health in Colorado, and they caught wind that I worked in field hospitals. My current position was in in um, procurement. So then I got roped in to help manage the contracts that built the five field hospitals for the alternate COVID sites for the state of Colorado. So um, where I had gone to a science fiction convention and signed like dystopian books and sold my books. Like I was in the same convention center floor and it was just endless rows of hospital beds. Jeez. It was the most surreal thing I've ever experienced. It was, it was super hard and I cried a lot, but it was at the same time, probably one of the most fulfilling things in my life to, to basically do every job I've ever had in my whole life in one position. That's amazing. It's an amazing story there. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, like, you know, wh why why the super, uh, you know, you know, why the science fiction kind of angle on this? Um, my dad started writing dystopian, post-apocalyptic science fiction. My dad also joined the army too, so I'm I'm constantly chasing after my mm -hmm, dad, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but when I when I left the military, I suffered really bad and not really from PTSD, but I would call it a hypervigilance. Um, it is where you, you hyper-focus on things that could go wrong or things that are wrong and you're unable to act appropriately, act normal or climatize yourself to the situation. So for me, I knew that if crap hit the fan while I was in the military, I knew where I would go what I would do, who I would answer to, and my job when I got there. Mm -hmm. But when you when you separate yourself from that, it you wonder, I have these this skill set. I have this knowledge. I can help people. How could I not help people if something like this happened? So instead of me becoming a prepper, <laughs> like a doomsday prepper, or you know, hold up in my house with a bunch of guns. Um, I decided to write these fictional scenarios to kind of play out that, yes, not only could I survive as, you know, a person with this experience, but I could also keep like my children alive and my family together at the same time. Um, also during that time, um, dystopian is really popular in the young adult fiction genre and um we we loved it women loved it it was great and everyone says well YA grew up and and they really didn't it's it's the people who enjoyed those books grew up but the the protagonists the main characters they did not grow up they didn't get jobs or mortgages or kids and so that kind of demographic was missing in fiction and that's why I decided to write that type of character
That's right. Yeah, we said, you know, don't say mom. Mom saved the day instead of the teenage girl. It was yeah. was it, that, that's what caught my attention when uh, when I first read read about you here. Um, so, uh, so, and you also worked with Full Press Magazine, which is a comic style graphic mm-hmm. novel um, that preserves history of America wars through art too. Like, can you tell me a little bit about that process? Yeah. And, uh, at Denver comic-con in 2019, I bumped into a gentleman who was kind of in the same author signing area as we were, but he had these military comic books Mm -hmm. and they are like DC Marvel quality style comic books. And that's, and that's like, I'm I'm sorry. Like I remember, uh, my sister's collection because remember they were all, army comic books mm-hmm. right back at like you know like the 60s and 70s before a lot of the comic code stuff started coming through right um so so i think it's kind of interesting that we're kind of going back around to that right it is very nostalgic mm-hmm. um and and in this attempt to preserve that history in a way that is popular and popular with with the coming generations so that we don't lose the history of world war one world war two mm-hmm. um and 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 even like Iraq and Afghanistan, which is where I got to tell my story. And that's so important because I think people um, grew up with it or grew up alongside it and, and just know what the news said, right? So like that's really important to just kind of see that story, you know, from somebody that was actually there. Because I think we, we all have kind of a preconceived notion of like, oh, it was the desert and it was horrible and is this and the other thing, you know, kind of thing, you know, and, and, and I think that's really important too. It's a, I, I tell people it's the best, worst time of your life um, <laughs> working in, in such a crazy trauma hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would work six days on and have one day off and would just constantly rotate. Um, and we, but we would also like go to an extreme to have fun and to have downtime and decompress. Um, so, you know, it was the best, worst time of my life. It, it wasn't like, I think people think it's like it's a 24-7, always on, ready to get shot at kind of thing, right? It sounds like it was not entirely. Because this is also like, you know, most of that, most of most of the conflict had kind of passed at this point? No. You were with, or, or in the no. middle of? No, or, we were. I, see, I'm misinterpreting. This is why yeah, I need to learn. <laughs> no, we were in, in the hot, hot heat of yes. getting mortared. So you would yes. you have to rest. Yes. You have to. So, yes, there is a 24-7 threat of, of being shot at, being bombed. Um, the hospital compound got hit with mortars all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the sirens would go off in the middle of the night. But you just kind of like, you're like, okay, if the bomb hits and you know, I, I'm dead or if the bomb doesn't hit and I took the time to roll off the bed, I'm going to be tired for my 12 hour shift tomorrow <laughs> trying to save people's lives. So it's just kind of, you, you come to terms with kind of morality and mortality, morality, mortality <laughs> in a, in a way that, um, you try to rationalize your, in an otherwise normal setting, careless decision. Mm-hmm to go back to sleep during a mortar attack. <laughs> Wait, and that's, and I, and I think just most can't fathom that, right? What, what, the, what that experience would be like. And, and a lot of things I, a lot of times I struggle with too, is I tell these stories and I, I tell them a lot of times to remind myself that they happen mm-hmm. because when you look at me, you don't know, you look at me and you don't assume anything. You assume that the, the stickers on my truck belong to my husband or I'm borrowing my dad's car, stuff like that. Um, I will get stopped at the gate at the VA going to an appointment and they will ask me what my business is. 
at the VA. Um, it, it's very, even, even people there, it's, it's hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah. Females have always been in the military. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and moms are in the military and are serving in the military. Absolutely. I, it, and that's, I mean, have you seen, you know, you know, obviously with your work, but have you seen like, I don't know that I see the general media kind of conveying that as much. Like there's always like one on the team, but they're never like the, the main protagonist, it seems. Exactly. And yeah. they're, they're, they're very extreme. So you got the butch that carries, you know, the big machine gun, or she's like the eye candy officer mm -hmm. dodo mm -hmm. that doesn't have any experience. There is a really, there isn't any normal like female squad members. Like, you know, you're There's just not representation. There is isn't. No. There's not a lot of representation. It's kind of frustrating. <laughs> well, it looks like you're trying to do something about that here. So it's pretty cool. Uh, did I see, I'm trying to bring up the thing cause I know I was reading through things earlier. Did, did I see you were committed? You were submitting a story for, um, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. So in, um, in 20, Oh, years ago. It was when I when I very when I first started writing, um, the Horror Writers Association had an open call for an anthology for when scary stories to tell in the dark was being adapted mm -hmm. to to film. Um, so I had submitted a story called Sunday School Crossing, and it didn't make it in. So, but it is available on Amazon for uh, Kindle download. Um, it's just a short, short, gruesome young adult story that's awesome uh, scary stories was the one that i remember fondly growing up <laughs> um i think they read it to us in class honestly i know i checked wild. it yeah i checked it yeah. out of the school library yeah yeah like i remember reading all those stories and just eating that up uh back in the day if you don't remember i don't know maybe some of you yes. remember this at, at the library i'm gonna throw the the cover of the i believe the, this is the first one because there was this and i think was the other one more even more stories this tell you know they had right up here What's that? More stories to tell in the dark. So that's cool. I mean, that that's something with a, a long lineage there, right? Yes, it so. is. It's just to have the opportunity to be a part of something like that was really exciting. Absolutely. Um, what's even more exciting is that next year, the Horror Writers Association annual award ceremony Stoker Convention mm -hmm. is here in Pittsburgh next year. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, we love we love our horror around here. I mean, like we were, we were talking about the the Land of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the gathering convention that they're having in a couple of weeks at Monroeville Mall. Um, so you know that Romero, that Romero bit is uh, is is kind of ingrained around here. So <laughs> hey, if Doug Bradley wanted to move here, Pin, Pinhead himself. So you know. So um, but anyways. Um, no, that's really cool. So, so what's your what's your latest project again, and and you know what's coming up for you here? Yeah, so I just released um, a new book. It's called Dirty Bombs, and it is a mother at war who is experiencing um, biological warfare in Iraq. Um, so they're not just fighting the Taliban; they're now fighting zombies. Mm -hmm. And so, um, after watching how the government responded to the COVID virus it made it really interesting to consider how they would treat a zombie virus and um, quarantining and those processes and how somebody could easily slip through the cracks in the early days to make it back stateside before a complete lockdown happened. That, that is, that was re really interesting 
early days of COVID, wasn't it? Because you were just like, you kind of like wringing your head all the movies you've seen over the years. And you're like, okay, which one's playing out right now, right? As we didn't know what was happening going into things, right? I think for me, it was very strange. I was working in a, I'll call it a civilian emergency room. Mm -hmm. Um, So having all this knowledge of how to deal with uh, biological threats and decontamination Mm -hmm. and, and field decontamination um, was okay. I, I say the word thrilling. It wasn't, it is validating. Yes. It is validating to have this ridiculous set of knowledge and then be able to use it. So where we nerd out about certain things, like if, um, I don't know, zombies were really to happen. Like a lot of people would be really excited about that because they've been planning it their whole lives. I, I do have like the zombie survival guide on my shelf at home that I flip through every once in a oh while. Oh my goodness. Or how to train a zombie or, or anything like that. What is that? You got one over there? Yes, that's the Dirty Bombs cover. <laughs> I think Ryan's about to buy a book. Yeah. Uh, there you go. You got one customer out of this. Uh, <laughs> so, um, no, but that's amazing, though, right? Because it, it, it is interesting. It's, 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 yeah, that whole the, it, like, you know, did did it feel like one of your books was kind of like 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 panning out in front of you? Oh a little my bit? goodness, it was way harder than that because yeah. in fiction, <laughs> yes, you can mentally play out every scenario and then you fix the holes. Yes. But like in the <laughs> the public safety, like it's like a situation room. So you get briefed every morning and there's all these TVs around and the director's like, mm-hmm, next, mm-hmm, next. <laughs> yeah. And all, everyone's reporting in on what's going on. And COVID did nothing we thought it was going to do. Mm-hmm. And it left us all guessing, but it also opened me personally and my professional growth open for critical thinking and mm-hmm. asking questions mm-hmm. and problem solving outside the box we crossed so many so normally state governments are decentralized so each department works independently of itself right um but we were able to to cross those lines and work together and i i was talking to four different state departments to get one mission done and it was just you know like writing's not the most exciting thing i've done with my life it is probably the most sustainable mentally, mm-hmm. um, but I, I really, I really loved my time responding to COVID. That's great. Um, so uh, you can go check out everything. Oh, tell me, what the, what's a podcast that you're doing? Oh, my goodness. So I moved here last year and I got a job and I'm not going to say where I got this job, but I found it to be very questionable. Um, it is a very public facing position in a place that everyone that flies in and out of Pittsburgh has seen. And they could not provide me with appropriate documentation licenses to operate the way they were. And so I left after two weeks and um, that job was to sustain us (laughs) moving from Denver to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I sat in my 900 square foot apartment while we were waiting to buy a home. And I was spinning my wheels and I kept saying, I'm so much bigger than the space that I take up. Like I'm, I'm anonymous in this new place and it, it's not right. It doesn't feel right. So I started a podcast that's called the Superwoman Next Door. And it is meant to 
power women. It's it just shines the light on the secret heroic lives that we live every day. Um, so women as as widows or women with medically complex children, um, all walks of former addicts who are thriving and getting their life together. Um, women of all walks of life who just have a story to tell. And that's what I started the Superwoman next door. It's kind of a, a I'm always big of a, sort of a podcast as therapy, you know, it's the it's thing totally you, it's is. the thing you need, right? <laughs> <laughs> it really so, is. So um, it, it helps put all those thoughts together. Probably like your writing does too, but in a different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So that's awesome. So I hope Pittsburgh has been treating you well over this, this last year as you've been adjusting. Um, great. So uh, Three Birds Comic Con this weekend. Yes. Uh, David Lawrence Convention Center. That's cool. That That's cool that that place has gotten to get to the level to be at the David Lawrence Convention Center too. Because uh, one thing we don't... We have the Steel City Con, but mm-hmm. we don't have like a Comic Con. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's the closest thing, but I just feel like like we're, we're missing that big downtown Comic Con, Wizard Con tried... Did not work. I hope Trevor's Comic Con is 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 building enough to to be that kind of thing, right? So, um, so looking forward to see, how that, and hopefully, hopefully it, it will be a time when I'm not out of town. I <laughs> can go <laughs> yeah. experience it again, <laughs> too. So fantastic. And where can people find you online? You could find me online, Dacia D A C I A M Arnold, and or Dacia Arnold if you Google it. Um, I'm all over social media: Dacia M Arnold, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, even Twitter. Um, come find me, friend me. There you go. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the show, guys. Um, and uh, let's see, we're about at pumpkin time for Chilla. Is there anything you guys wanted to bring up on the way out the door here? Out of Zoom land. I would chill in the Zoom again. Like I just want him to hold up something. <laughs> Here, hold on. He's going to do another test, isn't he? Oh wait, it didn't. It... Oh, there we what? go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it didn't. It didn't do it as good as. It... Hold on, I'll get the original box. The, the, the follow. The follow is doing pretty good. Are you trying to repeat what's going on there? I can't. I can't make it do what it did before. Oh wow! <laughs> it just did a cool zoom out. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot I'm, the wayne's world <laughs> yes i'm sorry audio podcasters this is just really cool and it's just like zooming in and out on him like crazy well uh, next, now i'm really gonna have to try the picture and picture thing because oh, i'm, I'm guessing that'll the, like flip things all around when you do the picture and picture thing when you're like actually have like something to hold up and stuff because you you have gadgets all the t- all the damn time right Mm-hmm. So that's gonna that's gonna work out really well for you. Or it's gonna work out really really bad. And otherwise, either way, it's gonna be entertaining. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you, uh, John Chichilla at Chilla on the tweets. John Chichilla on the Facebooks. And of course, the Dutters who will be on the road with me in the next couple of weeks in such exciting places as Rochester, New York, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Hello. Not as scenic as LA or Nashville, but it'll be okay. No, no, or Fort Worth, Texas, probably even, right? So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you, everybody. Thank you to our uh, guest here this week. Uh, Of course, they can also follow me at Sorgatron on Twitter. Uh, And thank you, everybody that's been in the chat room. What's up, Dave Potter? Go go check out his iPhoneography podcast. 
Uh, and of course, Steve out in San Diego, freshly landed in the last couple weeks of San Diego with Amanda Narcissi out there. Good to see you guys are settling good, but how could you not settle in San Diego? Holy crap. Such a nice town. Um, and also, hello, my mom uh, is in the chat room. <laughs> so, hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Um, thank you everybody we'll be back next week again from a hotel room in Ann Arbor so we'll see how that goes uh, until then you've been our awesome audience have an awesome week this show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network find out more at sorgatronmedia.com